1: Of the AmiBros podcast. Man, I am feeling good. I'm glad to be back on the air again with my brothers. Uh, Jeremy and Jerry, how are we feeling, man? I know it's, it's been a while since we've been on here, so we're glad to uh, reconvene and, and talk to the listeners out there about what we've been having going on and what everybody else is, you know, just everything with the pandemic. So we're here, fellas. What's going on, man? Jeremy and Man, I'm feeling
0: it? magnificent right now. Um, with the kids at the house, man, we've been watching so many Muppet Babies, um, I'm just going to close my eyes and make believe that you could be anywhere. Um, that's what they say on the actual show, on the theme music. So right now, I'm on the beach somewhere, apparently. We're about to talk about some football. Let's get it.
1: Cool, man. Jeremy, how you feeling, man? How's the family?
2: Man, everybody's good. You know, last time we we met, everybody talked about how crazy it was that the NBA season was being canceled. And now, looking back, that really wasn't that serious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't a literally, life,
2: literally a week later life got canceled
1: <laughs> yeah but uh obviously thank you guys for tuning in to us another week we just want to uh send our prayers and our thoughts to everybody out there who's affected with the pandemic uh family members we just know it's a, a crazy time so we figured we'd jump on here and give you guys a little bit of entertainment for a few minutes uh even though there it seems like the country's on lock it's a lot going on in the, spurt, in the sports world um so let's get on get on into it so uh for one, the NFL has uh been going through a lot of changes over the last uh last I would say month. Not changes as far as far as teams, but just uh players and trades. So let's talk about some of these moves. Um the more the most popular I would say would be uh Tom Brady going to the Bucks um and trying to get A B there as well as just uh just a lot of excitement with him going down to Florida. I heard he's renting Derek Jeter's like old house, like some ridiculous house. But anyway. You, you
0: saw the house, it's not old. It's yeah, magnificent. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> so uh yeah, let's start with you, Jared. Um, what do you think about uh this Brady to, Buck, to the Bucks situation?
0: I think it is a perfect marriage. I think when you look at it, it's the closest thing he could have done to um uh, Peyton Manning going to the Broncos. And I remember when everybody thought that Peyton Manning was either going to the Titans or um, because his background in Tennessee, and I think they gave him an offer of part ownership of the team after he retired, um, as well as uh, the Texans, because it was in Houston. They had a, a good bit of weapons, and, and it seemed like they were going to be moving on from Matt Schaub. But he took a, a a team where nobody really expected him to go. He went to the Broncos. They had Tim Tebow prior, so there was still some love for Tebow, and Tebow had won a playoff game the previous year, and everybody didn't count of They discounted him going there, and likewise, the same way, you know, Tom, everybody was saying Chargers because Felt Rivers was leaving, or Raiders. A couple of people were mentioning the Titans. And the kind of last team everybody thought he was going to go to was Tampa Bay. And I think it's the perfect situation. Let's, let's put it in perspective. One, you go to a team that has an elite offensive coach in Bruce Arians, who's worked with Andrew Love, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Carson Palmer, amongst others. It is highly respected for his ability to be able to adapt an offense to whatever the skill set of the quarterback is. You go to a team that has two Pro Bowl receivers in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You go to a team that has two really good tight ends in O.J. Howard and Cameron Bright. First time he's going to have two really good tight ends since he had Aaron Hernandez and Gronk at the same time. Um, And now you go to a team that has a high draft pick, has a very young but very good defense that's developing. Um, You had Shaq Barrett, who led the NFL with uh, over 20 sacks this year. You had Devin White, who was their linebacker top five pick from last year's draft who's a monster um and that defense last year did their their net rating was top 10 and and people can kind of pick apart different parts of their defense Um, but the reality of the situation is Jameis put that defense in harm's way too often he threw seven pick sixes he threw 30 interceptions on the season uh and they went seven and nine and if you look at it I think if he just throws 15 picks last year I think they would have made the playoffs last year so um ultimately i think it's a fantastic situation i think brady i think they're gonna win 11 games this year do i know if they're gonna win the division it's gonna come down to them in new orleans but i guarantee one thing new orleans isn't wrapping up the division week eight or nine like they did the last last year and the year before because the division was so bad that team is going to be a problem tom brady in warm weather with uh, most of the games either being in warm climates or indoors, is going to be a problem, especially with those receivers. And, you know, don't forget Ronald Jones, uh, he he started to put together a little bit of a a, a breakout year as a running back. He was a former first-round pick from a couple years ago. um, And they still have a top-10 pick. So I expect big things from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They will make the playoffs, and they will win at least one playoff game this year. Are you finished?
1: All right, Um, Jeremy, what do you think about this? Jared's very high on the Brady making a significant impact down in uh, Tampa. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I'm actually very nervous as a Saints fan. Now that Tom Brady is in the division, um, I am nervous that um, he's going to get an opportunity to play against a very weak schedule next year uh, or the year after next, after they finish last in the division again. I'm not concerned at all about Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is going to be terrible. Um, not terrible, but they'll be Atlanta Falcons-ish. Like, at this point in time, I don't think Tom Brady's a better quarterback than Matt Ryan. I don't think they have a better receiving core than the than the Falcons do. I don't think they have a better defense when healthy than the Falcons do. I don't think they'll be a better football team than the Falcons. As far as the Saints go, we literally are literally better at every single level outside of tight end. Um, And we might be better at tight end. Who knows? Quarterback, Drew Brees is playing at a much higher level than Tom Brady is. Running really? back, no question. Uh, Wide receiver. I'd give us an edge on wide receiver because Michael Thomas is way better than Mike Evans or uh, what you call it. And then um, we got another great receiver in now, Emmanuel Sanders. So uh, I'd say Jared Cook Jr. is the better tight end to both of them. Uh, they got two of them. So um, I'd give them a slight edge maybe, but Hill is pretty good as well. We definitely got a better offensive line. We got a better defensive line. We've got a better linebacking core, better cornerbacks. At the end of the day, literally, we are better at every single level of football. So I'm not at all concerned about Tampa Bay. If you guys didn't notice, Tom Brady is washed at this point. It's not his teammates around him. You're going to see Jared Stidham is going to go and they're going to win 13 games next year because it's a Patriot system. They won last year because they had the best defensive football. Tom Brady last year did not win a single game. That the defense gave up 17 points. He didn't win a single game where the defense gave up 17 points. Now you're going to go to Tampa, who's probably going to give up 28 points a game, and you're going to have to score 30. No, it's not happening.
0: It's not but Jeremy, happening at all. Jeremy, you got to you got to remember though two things. One, Drew Brees has not played well in big games over the last few years. Um, he played yeah, that's ter- nonsense. Jeremy played terrible versus the Vikings. We can't deny that. He played terrible. Okay, that's versus- one game. He played terrible versus the Rams two years ago.
2: He played ter- Jared. He literally got hit on the arm on the overtime throw. That was his only interception. He had three touchdowns. What are but you talking 30, about? The
0: game would have been ended. In that was the same
2: defense. Wasn't that the same defense that Tom Brady only put thirteen points up
0: against in the Super Bowl and won? I would. I would agree. But you got to remember, the only reason that game wasn't wasn't put away because everybody talked about that that hit of the the should have been pass interference. But remember, you guys were going to play action play. And he had Michael Thomas on a slant wide open about 10 yards away and missed it. It was wide open. That would have ended the game effectively. But, but Jared, you and if can You can points. say the only reason Tom
2: Brady was in the Super Bowl was because they somebody jumped off sides. He didn't see it. He threw a pick. I mean, at I end
0: agree. the end day. I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you Tom Brady is, is what Tom Brady used to be. But if you look at that game, that the one, of, one of Drew Brees' touchdowns came off of uh, versus the Rams. You guys forced, forced a turnover and gave, gave him the ball inside the 15 or, or the 20. And then after after you guys you got up big because I remember I was watching the game and then they didn't he didn't really put up any points the rest of the game I'm not telling you that Drew Brees is not a really good quarterback I still think he's a good quarterback but here's the problem Drew Brees has always been one of the most accurate if not the most accurate quarterback in the history of the league but at this point I don't think he's got the arm strength to be able to stretch out a defense and maybe it a man doesn't center. need to here's the difference though Tom Brady can. Tom Brady last year had no weapons. I don't think there's a uh, you could look at it and say, all right, who's a person on that defense who threat who, who you feel threatened by that could could or on their offense for the Patriots who could who could threaten you? They had bad tight ends. They had Julian Edelman was their only decent receiver, and you know so when and you looked at the way they played because of their defense, they played a conservative offense. I think what you're going to see this year is similar to what you saw with Jerry Rice. Where Jerry Rice, everybody said, oh, no, he's washed up, he's washed up, and he went to the Raiders. And only for a year and a half he was able to put together Pro Bowl seasons again. But he was able to because he's going to be motivated and he has a new look on life. I think it's going to be the same thing with Tom Brady.
2: Jared, just so you know, yes, Tom Brady has a stronger arm than Drew Brees. His accuracy is diminished tremendously. He threw a pick six in both of his last two games. Um, In both games, they they pretty much ended up costing him a game. Um and if you Wait, look... No, no, it
0: didn't. He threw the pick six versus the 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 Titans when they were they were down. He had the ball down on the on the one yard line with a minute and a half to go to try to score.
2: That didn't cost him a game? No, down, the game. They were was down. They were down three.
0: Jeremy, they were down three, but the ball was on the his own one yard line with no timeouts and a minute and twenty or a minute thirty seconds to go. That game hold was hold likely on, hold done. Hold Jer. You you telling me a minute thirty to get in field goal range? Is, is With the game no was huh? all no weapons? Yes.
2: Jerry, Jerry, you keep saying this whole no weapons. I'm not giving you that. Tom Brady was inaccurate. Tom Brady couldn't hit his weapons. At the Jerry, at cool. the end of the day, if you look at the Patriots, did they have a top twenty weapons group in the league? I don't know because Tom Brady couldn't hit them. At the end of the day, like if next I can I can sit down next year and watch, and you might look at. The, the guy from Arizona State, their first-round draft pick, be like, that dude's nice. I don't know how Tom Brady could hit him last year. Wait, this is the, the, the first day, eight
0: games, so he could be.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, I saw ben, ben Watson be the number one tight end for Drew Brees the year before, and he was going off. And yet, Tom Brady had him, and now all of a sudden he can't play anymore. So,
0: at the end of it's, the day. He's now 39, and he doesn't have Michael Thomas to take away attention.
2: But, Jerry, at the end of the day, when was the last time Drew Brees had a number two option? I think
0: he had a pretty good number two option last year. And who? And Jared Cook Jr. All right, number two wide receiver.
2: Mm, like you look at Tom time, Tom Brady. Tom, Tom Brady has had great receivers around him for the majority of his career. Um <laughs> I mean they get underrated because you they it's like Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, um, guys like that, Danny Amendola. But those guys get open. That's that's who Tom Brady has been successful with. You're talking about putting him in a system with Mike Evans who literally does not run routes, he just bullies people off the ball and goes deep. And Chris Godwin, who's a decent route runner, but he's not a great route runner, being tagged up with a quarterback who's all about precision and people being in the right spot at the right time. Like, that's not a good combination. And yes, Tom Brady, I will tell you, has a much stronger arm than Drew Brees at this point, but it's not as accurate. And secondly, Tom Brady is scared of getting hit at this point. And so at at the end of the day, when you've got receivers that are used to running deep routes and you have a quarterback that's scared of contact, that does not bode well for the team. So I don't think – I think they'll finish better than the Panthers possibly. Uh, I'm not even sure about that. But I definitely don't think they'll finish in front of the, of the Falcons or the Saints.
0: We'll see about it. I, I just don't want you to to, to change your tune because I remember – yeah, you have – Jeremy, if you guys don't know, Jeremy has this tendency of if there's somebody that threatens his boy, he has a tendency to get, go skip Bayless on And, you know, by Skip Bayless, I mean this. Skip will literally, if it's somebody he likes, anybody that that gets in the way of that person being the greatest of all time, he's going to get – I mean, Brandon Ingram was great. As soon as he started talking about Zion, every game the Pelicans lost, Skip blamed it on on Brandon Ingram. And he's like, Brandon Ingram doesn't know how to pass, blah, 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 blah. The same thing is going to happen here. I remember Jeremy before the season said, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers missed the playoffs with AD and LeBron as if that was any, there was any likelihood of that happening. The same well, way well, well, you,
2: what t- was my statement about that? I said because I didn't trust them to stay healthy.
0: Yeah, if they both stay healthy for a full season, sure, they can make the playoffs. <laughs> but Jeremy, you said also that both of them were two of the, the top three most overrated players in the league. So at the end of the day, all I'm going to say is that. this. You said who were you, who was the last time Drew Brees had two good, good number one receivers, or two good rece- wide receivers? It probably was when he had Brandon Cooks and Michael Thomas about three years ago. But with that being said, I expect Tom Brady to win 11 games and win a playoff game. We shall see. All right,
2: Jared, I just want to throw this out there. You you were literally talking about me talking about players, taking them down. Here's the thing I'd like to say about Tom Brady. This is what I think is, you know, a double standard. You know, a lot of times people talk about the Houston Astros, and they say, man, how can we not hold the players accountable? How are we not holding them accountable? Hey, they basically did what Spygate was, and did, did Tom Brady not benefit from Spygate a lot longer and a lot more than uh, the Astros did? Did he did he not uh, benefit I don't from think the a lot
0: more? But I think he did benefit for a longer time. I agree. No, he benefited more because he won more. But um, he, he didn't. When I said by more, I don't think he knew the plays that were happening. So I mean, I think it's, they
2: did know the plays. That's the whole thing about Spygate. They knew they knew the plays that were being called in, so they knew the plays. It
0: was literally like the exact same that's, situation. That's on defense. That's not on offense. He uh, Tom Brady wasn't the. It wasn't like they were like, oh, okay, we know what defense they're gonna set.
2: Mm, it it actually was. They were calling defensive plays. They understood it. So at the end of the day, um, and I know we got to go, so I'll go and go to the next topic. But um, at the end of the day, Tom Brady has gotten more credit probably than he deserves. Um, and I think he's going to be exposed this year. And everybody's going to say it's just because he's old. But Tom Brady was never the the best quarterback ever. He's just the greatest because he played with the with the greatest coach.
1: We definitely shall see, fellas. I, I'm, I'm excited to see Brady down in a Tampa uniform. I think it's going to be a good look, man. Um, we're definitely going to see where he stands and if he's actually going to play beyond next season. Uh, let's keep it in the NFL, fellas. Let's talk about this expanded playoffs. There's going to be three more wildcard teams uh, that are going to be included in the playoffs next year. Uh, let's start with you, Jeremy. What do you think about this expansion? Do you think it's going to be good or bad over the long-term of the NFL? Mm,
2: I'm not. I'm not a fan of expanding the playoffs um mainly because it really just le- lends to the best team possibly not getting to the Super Bowl like oh overall football is a game of somewhat luck and the more random teams you throw in the more luckily somebody can win a game and the more the less likely you are that that teams that have been the best throughout the season uh get through i think the football season is long enough with 16 games obviously it's going to 17 games uh and really the the extra playoff team is really just the NFL trying to get more money off one more playoff game. So um is it going to be exciting when it happens? Sure. Does it put more uh, onus on getting the number one seed, which I like because uh teams are more likely to um play players throughout the entire season? Yeah. However, I was also looking to say you could get the opposite effect also because somebody could be locked into the two seed or the three seed um, and say, hey, there's no point in me continuing to play to get it to two seed because we're gonna end up playing again anyway. So, um overall I'm not a huge fan of it. I mean, I get why that why it's happening. Um, but hey, I mean it is what it Is we're gonna get more and more football. Hopefully when the football season comes, um my boys are gonna get the number one seed, so it really won't matter to us. Um and everybody else will be more tired.
0: <laughs> uh
1: <laughs> All right, Jerry, what you think I, about I will time?
0: tell you this: J- Jeremy has never he's never lacked confidence in his boys. I can't I can't argue that by any stretch. I mean, but I mean, you when you have back to say. back
2: thirteen win seasons, I mean,
0: I agree. I'm not telling you you shouldn't have confidence. I'm just telling you you've never lacked it. Um, with that being said, I think when you look at um, if you're if you're looking at what I think about the actual format, I like it. Um, I always think whenever you get a chance to have more sports, more action, more. Um things going on i think it's a it's a positive um but with that being said i think it does it does bring up a couple thing a couple of points it's hey what well, what what does happen if not just you you mentioned the the one thing of what happens if a team you know stops playing because they say well there's no point right but the other side of it is the other piece of the coin or or the pie or whatever is what happens if a team does play because they they you know, they're the one seed and they don't want to lose it and then ends up suffering a major injury. Um, I mean, I think that's that's just as big yeah. a concern, in my opinion, as the other the other piece. But, you know, with with that being said, I think when you or, look or a
2: team that's sitting down a team that's sitting down at, at six, then they know they got one more spot that could drop through and they just say, oh, we'll start wrestling two weeks out. And somebody at the top is over there saying, I got to still play to try to get to this one seed. And then the team that's the sixth or seventh
0: seed comes in rested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I think it's, you know, you can have a situation like that where, you know, it ends up costing a team um, a very good player that that could, you know, effectively end their season or effectively, you know, put them in a bad spot. But there, here's the other thing. You look at baseball, and baseball changed it from one wild card team to two wild card teams, and everybody was in a fuss because they're like, oh, well, you know, the best team might not win, and what happens if, you know, you have – you know, blah, 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 this, this happens and this happens, et cetera. But the reality of the situation is this, if that happens, you weren't supposed to win. Like I think the, you know, you look at it and you say, all right, there's all these teams that had a chance to win last year, but the nationals, nationals got in as a second wild card team. So the, the nationals would not have been in, they ended up winning the world series. And I don't care if you, you may call it fluky, you may say, Oh, it was luck, whatever. But the reality of the situation is, it was better for baseball that they won. Because if not, then it would have been the, the Astros who won. And but that but that's not.
2: That's that, but if we're gonna assume everybody's not cheating, it doesn't necessarily mean it's better they won. And and I still then think also, it gave
0: it gave a team that maybe wouldn't have had a chance an extra chance, and and they took advantage of it. And that's really what I look. They at. did, they, and,
2: and and I'll say this though, uh, they definitely got a chance, but. I'm more okay with it in a baseball in a basketball where there's an actual series. When it's just one game, there's a lot more fluky things that can happen.
0: Yeah, I great. I mean, I I I still though I I look at it and I say, "All right. If if it boils down to hey, can we have an extra game to play? I'm I'm always gonna gonna vote in favor of having the extra game because I just think it's it's better for the fans. I think Wildcard Weekend now is gonna be a triple header instead of a double header. The only thing that suffers with this happening is, you know, marriages from having less time to spend together. I mean, that's really all 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 it is. I mean, other than uh,
2: that, I don't know about that. Everybody's gonna be tired of each other after this
0: anyway. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So.
1: Sorry, I was on mute. Yeah, I hope not. Apparently, uh a bunch of uh after China came off lockdown uh, uh, apparently the divorce rate like skyrocketed. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen in the States, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um That's
2: one that's one industry <laughs> that's not gonna suffer.
1: <laughs> uh let's talk about your boy A B, man. Uh crazy ass. Uh he's been working out with Lamar and uh rumors are already obviously already buzzing about him signing with the Ravens uh good look or bad look let's start with you jeremy
2: um are we talking about for who for lamar or for um for, for, for ab let's
1: let's talk about it from the raven standpoint um the most i mean we, we already know that's a great okay. look for ab he's unemployed so um yeah
2: so from from the raven standpoint i'm not exactly sure what lamar jackson is doing um Yes, he's throwing to Hollywood Brown and AB. Hollywood Brown is AB's cousin. They're all from South Florida. They're probably all down in Florida, um, hanging out. But, I mean, he's done some things in the last couple of weeks. I'm like, yeah, you might want to chill out a little bit. I mean, he posted a video of him, you know, what was he going like, one something in his, uh, car? He posted a video of the speedometer. And, and now you're hanging out, throwing with AB. Um, and, oh, and then posting a picture of you guys all hugging each other. Um, to take a picture, you know, while everybody's quarantining. So, I mean, just from those optics, I would say probably chill out. Um, Overall, I'm not too concerned with him just, you know, practicing with A.B. Um, A.B.'s a great receiver. A.B.'s, you know, a professional. Obviously, he's going to be in great shape, so he's going to be a good person to throw to. Um, A.B. might even maybe help him out. As far as the Ravens possibly picking up A.B., that will never happen, and it never should happen. I'm telling you right now, if a team picks up A.B., they're pretty much declaring that they don't want to win. I mean, you're talking about a guy who is literally so self absorbed that he can't go two months without self destruction. I mean, if you really look at it, let's, let's, I mean, just last week he came out talking about how he's got more touchdown catching than Julio in the last five years, and he ain't even played last year. Who cares? True. You had like a hundred thousand more targets also. I, I mean, didn't like, get just that. The I didn't
1: get why he was coming at Julio, and he was calling him Julio. I'm like, is this because yeah, like- because he's an idiot? Ju-
2: uh, I got I got I got more touchdown catches than Julio Jones. And uh, what what are you talking? Uh, huh?
1: <laughs> I was
2: so confused. What? I'm what? like, he
1: doesn't know that the J solid. Julio, listen,
0: listen. If he want if he wants yeah. to, to take the Mike Tyson school of phonics, I hey, man, it is what it is, man. You gotta let, let him live.
1: No, no I mean, straight ignorance. You don't know like how to pronounce a J in a name. Yeah, Julio, Ju- uh, bro. Like you haven't heard <laughs> of I can see if you. I, I can see if you, you. You know, you just never heard of this guy. You don't know how his name's pronounced. Yeah. This is Julio Jones. Yeah. Like what yes. are you talking about? <laughs> yeah.
2: So no, I, like I like, think, a, in a, like a like an NBA player talking about. Yeah, I did this more than Giannis. Wait, what, what are you talking? <laughs> you mean Giannis? <laughs>
0: but at the end of the day, though, you got to remember if you're looking at at. A B, I think it'd be a fantastic move for for both. I mean, for literally, if you if, if you're just in a vacuum, right? I'm not. I mean, obviously, you you have to look at, but in a vacuum, I think he helps them significantly. One, they have young receivers. Two, all the receivers are you know their best receiver, young receiver is the cousin of Antonio Brown, and I'm not saying that that helps in the situation, but I think Antonio is going to be a lot less likely to you know act out when he knows, all right. Not only from an influential perspective, but just hey, this is my 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 cousin's on this team. He may have helped me get this opportunity. This may be my last shot at having a legitimate opportunity to play in the NFL. And then you throw in the fact, you know, on top of that, that it's a it's an easy situation to to. To fall into because you got a team that's got a chance of winning a title you get to play both of the teams that kicked you off last year or not, not both because you don't play only they play the Raiders but they they do play the Patriots they do play the Steelers twice um you you throw in the fact that you have on top of that a coach that's won a Super Bowl you have a team that is ready to win a Super Bowl and you know there's the only downside to to playing on that team is Lamar's probably going to run more than you expect and he's probably going to throw the ball less but the reality of the situation is I think it'd be a perfect fit for them. I think if you're going to pick up AB, it needs to be a team that has a strong enough culture and strong enough like veteran leadership that can stop him from acting stupid. I think they have that with guys like a Calais Campbell that they picked up, their defensive line, their head coach and John Harbaugh who takes no uh, no ish from anybody. Personally, do I think it would work? I'm not sure, but do I think it's worth it the the chance? I actually do. Yeah. I, think, I, think I don't think it's worth the so, so, chance at all. I don't. I don't think you take a uh, chance
1: on AB, especially with his, his behavior, how he's been acting the last month, two months. Like I, I, it's no way. Especially coming uh, off a of, if if you needed to change your, your 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 program around, like okay, take a wild card chance on AB, bring him in, see what happens, dude. You guys just lost in the what in the in the second round of playoffs. Second round playoffs. I mean, they had a great season. However many wins they had. I, at this point, I just don't think it's a smart decision to. Uh, but here's, here's the only
0: thing that I will tell you, though. Things change quickly in the NFL. And if you look at it, when I say things change quickly, if you look at how they were able to defend. People don't change quickly, they though, Jared. People don't. You say what?
1: People don't change.
0: No, I I agree. What I'm saying is this, though. If you look at how – you know, a lot of teams, it's a copycat league. And what they do is they find out, all right, what's the what's the formula to beat a team? What's the way to beat a team like a Ravens who are, are unique to prepare for? And – if you saw what happened, all they did was the, the Titans did is they limited all throws across the middle and short, and they said, "Lamar, if you're going to beat us, you have to beat us deep." And the Ravens didn't have a receiving core that had enough weapons to where they could win individual matchups in that way. Just and for so, one game if,
1: though, Jared. That was one I game. I agree,
0: but it's a copycat league. The same thing is going to happen in the sense that teams are going to say, "Can you beat us with your outside receivers?" Do I think Hollywood Brown can develop into that? I do. Do I think Willie Sneed can be a reliable number two receiver? I don't. And so,
2: Jared, let me ask you a question.
0: You sir. said you said
2: you said that he, he you know they got a young receiving core and they don't really have a lot of experience. I think that's way worse. If I have veterans who have done a lot in this league, like let's say if he went to play with the Saints, I don't want him on the Saints. But let's say he went to play with the Saints, it's hard for him to say it. Mike Thomas shouldn't be getting these targets. But if I'm going there and I'm playing with my little cousin and a whole bunch of other people who haven't proven anything, oh no, they don't need the ball. You need to throw the ball to me.
0: Like it's, a, I Jim, think it's think actually worse. Antonio Brown, that that's I'm not even arguing that. I'm saying this: Antonio Brown, regardless if he went to play with Michael Thomas, is going to feel like he should have more targets than Michael Thomas. That's that's the fact. That's why you don't that's bring what, him in. That's what most <laughs> receivers think. If DeAndre Hopkins would play with Michael Thomas, he's going to think I should have more. If Julio Jones goes to play with Michael Thomas, he's going to think I should have more. That's a part of being a wide receiver. I mean, I the, receiver. but at the other the other side of of it is, I'm not talking about because it's young receivers. I'm saying they don't have the receivers to win matchups like that. And if you don't, then, I mean, my thought process is you should get somebody that can do that so that when you're in that situation again, you're not you're not going to end up as somebody that can't get it done. And I think that's where they're at right now. I mean, the Ravens, they played play great the last two years with Lamar Jackson, but they've lost each playoff game they've had. And the reason I think is, quite simply, they don't have the receivers to win matchups. They don't.
2: What was the last time AB did anything in the
0: playoffs? AB had a really good playoff game versus the Jaguars. He had 175 yards receiving a couple touchdowns. That's true. He, had
2: a good game against, he did have a good game against the Jaguars. Now, um, the year before, you looked terrible against the Patriots. I mean, he's been on a lot of teams with a lot of talent, and they haven't won. Like, I, I really think if he went to the,
0: to the Ravens, they might not make the playoffs. No, I 1,000% I, I disagree with that. Um, but anyway, it, it is what it is. It's up to speculation based on what, what you guys think. But I, and the reality of the situation is I fully expect them to be able to put together a, uh, a, a season like they did last year in the regular season. My question is if they do that, are they going to be able to do it in the in the post season? And the evidence so far has been a, a, a resounding no. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah,
1: we'll see. Let's talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, just been a rough, rough two to three weeks. Really a rough year or two for me for being a Panthers fan. And uh we've come to the conclusion where we pretty much we let go of uh Greg Olson. We let go of uh pretty much the whole team, Cam included. Um I don't know, guys. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna stay as a Panthers fan. I just don't know. And then they sent this snarky Instagram posts out about how, because everybody was pretty much just complaining about, uh, uh, on how they treated Cam. You know, Cam was the face of the franchise for all these years, did so much in the community, and then for them to just uh, let go of him like he did, like they did, it just wasn't a good look. And they kind of seem the ownership, the new ownership, seems like they really don't care. So I don't know, yeah, they they enough.
0: give no ups. They um, they
1: really um, don't care. So uh, I think I might take my fan out somewhere else. But let's talk about this Cam. Uh, he was released from the Panthers. When a fan is fed up, let's talk about was this the right move as far <laughs> as how you do it, and was this the right move as far as just from a production standpoint on the field? Let's start with Jared.
0: I think both of the aspects that were it was wrong. Um, I think, and here's here's I'm I don't want to get into race and all this kind of thing very often because I, I just you know I don't want to be that guy. But the reality of the situation is. So I was on Stephen A. Smith uh, on his radio show a few years back, and he was out, and it was uh, Linda Cohen from ESPN was, was the host on the show, and I had this conversation with her because were, we were talking about RG three should he get another chance because he, he played for the Browns, and when he played for the Browns, he ended up getting hurt, um, and there was not remember he was out of the league for a, a year or so uh, when he got hurt, and I remember having the conversation, and I said. I said, he's not getting another chance to be a starter. And I said, the reason is because he's a black quarterback and that's the way it works. I said, black quarterbacks don't get the same opportunities or they don't have the ability to have bad seasons. Philip Rivers had a terrible season last year. He's 39 years old he got a $25 million deal. Jacoby Brissett had a great first half of the season, had a bad second half of the season. He's 25 and is getting benched, right? I think when you look at it, if you don't play well, Diamond McNabb had a, a, a very similar career to Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer got chance after chance after chance of playing poorly with the Raiders, um, with the Bengals for multiple years, but, and before he finally got to the Cardinals and was able to put up any kind of success. And I thought, and I, I said to Linda Cohn on that, the, the interview, I said, if Cam Newton, I said, even though you know, everybody's, they, they think this is, I said, people probably think this is silly. I said, even though after his MVP season, I said, Cam has one season, maybe a season and a half to be bad or, or get hurt. And they're moving on. And she said, that was a ridiculous premise. Because cam Newton they wouldn't do that, and here we are right he had uh he had a great half the, the season before it looked like he was developing into the quarterback they were hoping he would be he was completing a career high sixty eight percent of his passes and you looked at it and he got hurt on the hit from from TJ Watt from the Steelers in the Steelers game never fully recovered, and the Panthers decided to move on and i I think along with the Texans which we'll talk about a little bit you know the 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 ownership David Tepper seems to be putting the fu in fun. I mean, I think right now he has the ability of just saying, "Oh no, we'll move on. We'll do it the way we want to do it, and we're we're, we're building this thing the way we want it." And I, I get it, but the reality of the situation is Cam Newton won three straight car, uh, division titles. Um, you know, before the injury, he won three straight. And so if you're looking at it and saying, "All right, what's the what's the likelihood of him being able to to you know recover and put together a great season?" I think it's pretty high. And you throw in the Yeah, not that- to cut
1: you off, dog, but like they play Cam, Cam stuck it out for the Panthers and played when he was hurt. So, yeah, absolutely. obviously pa- playing when you're hurt, your 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 injuries start to combine, you start getting injuries in other places due to you trying to maybe, you know, not not lean as as much as you can on the previous injury. So like he 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 put his body on the line for the team and they just literally just left him out for dry. So, I mean
0: And, and not only just that the timing of it, because the reality of the situation is right. they wanted to try to get a pick for him. But so they waited, they waited the market out. They did him. I, I compared the situation very similar to what um, the Cowboys did with Des Bryant, where they waited till the market was dried up. And then they were like, Oh yeah, well now nobody. Mm. Wants, they, it was, it's very similar. They waited till the end of the, mm. the, the end of, especially from if you're a receiver, you can get a job as a receiver, as a backup, as a third receiver, but as a quarterback, People are making decisions, and so you have. You know
2: what, let me ask you a question: What team wanted Cam Newton that couldn't that that can't still sign him now?
0: I think the Bears would not have traded a fourth rounder for for Nick Foles if they had the potential of signing Cam without any without any picks. So that still tells you that the
2: Bears wanted Nick Foles more than they wanted Cam Newton, which tells you all you need to know.
0: Maybe maybe the case. And I think a lot of that has to do with as we we've spoken the many reasons why. There, you know, there, there are no black there's very rarely you have black backup quarterbacks who were once starters. You may have a Charlie batch, but you don't have guys that are like, okay, I was a starter in this league. And now all of a sudden I am, you know, I stay, I, I, I move on to become a, you know, a good backup. The Vince Young was out of the league in no time. RG3 is finally getting some backup, but he had to sit out a season. You have these situations. I mean, Mike Vick was
2: a backup for, for a good amount of time.
0: Mike Vick was a backup for a year.
2: No, I mean he backed up uh he got when, a when he came out of prison. And then he backed up Rothburger. He backed up. But they backed up
0: because they thought that eventually he'd be able to be a starter.
2: They, they um, he backed up Mark Sanchez. With the Jets.
0: Eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even even with that being said, with Mark Sanchez, like why or actually I think it was Geno. But why is he backing Maybe up Geno Smith? Or or like I I think you look at it, you see these quarterbacks, they don't get these same opportunities. RG three, there's no reason while RG3 is not starting in the league and Ryan Tannehill got another chance at it because Ryan Tannehill was not the quarterback still I don't believe is a quarterback that RG3 is I still think Jill, RG3 at, at 28 years old is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill he's a much better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. he's a much better quarterback than a lot of these, these guys are yeah.
2: stop Ryan Tannehill right now is probably a better quarterback than Tom Brady um at the end of the day let's look at you know what you're saying like last this year Ron Tannehill had completed seventy percent of his passes through twenty-two touchdowns, six interceptions. and Had a quarterback rating of what, like a hundred and seventeen point five? Like, come on, um, RG three is not that guy. Um,
0: he well, he, let's he just... had a great season. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie and say he didn't have a great season. But what had he done up until this point? And the thing is, if you look at RG three, RG three hasn't gotten that opportunity. RG three hasn't gotten that. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a fifth chance to, to, to try to be a starter. When when guys like Blaine Gabber are signing new contracts like he did yesterday. Um
1: I agree. So-
2: I I'm, I'm not I'm not arguing that it's not harder for black quarterbacks to get jobs, but you're coming about Linda Cohn with Cam Newton. Cam Newton's had four years of playing bad football. He hasn't it's played been bad four years in the playoffs
0: good. before he got injured. He's not he has not had four bad years
2: of oh, the what were they, the third the third seed in the division? I mean, at at the end of the day, he hasn't played good football in a long time. Um if you look at the last four years since he won the MVP, out of 40 qualifying quarterbacks in QBR, he ranks 31st.
0: But that's because in the last year and a half he's played. He's been injured. Look at his numbers so before but, that. But, but not, Jared, they're, are, they're can not you guarantee
2: that. me that he's not going to be injured next year?
0: I can't guarantee you that. Can you guarantee me that Baker Mayfield is going to be a decent quarterback next year? No, Baker Mayfield's terrible. But at so the end of the Baker day, Mayfield what I'm saying starting? is – because
2: he's young and he hasn't been injured and he had a good first year and he's just in his third year. He's going, we know what Cam Newton is. Cam Newton was a, a, a great player for a period of time. I don't think that player will ever be here again. I honestly think Cam Newton will be reduced at some point to being what Taysom Hill is right now. He's going to be running around throwing passes. I don't think, I don't think Cam Newton is going to be given an opportunity. What are you
1: talking about, dude? Do you, do you, do you just absolutely forget how Cam was when he was healthy? Like, I do remember stopping Cam him was. On, on a third and four. You're not stopping Taysom Hill on a third and four. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, You're comparing Taysom Hill to Cam Newton, man. Come on. Let's move on to the next topic. Yes. Uh, Texas him, trade DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, no, 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 Jim, no,
2: what do you? Uh, no, 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 no. I, hold on. I mean, I, I, I just started. Um. So like my, my point is this is, is there's no marker for Cam Newton. All the people that say, okay, I I wanted Cam, uh, you know, Cam got shut down by all these people. Nobody's wanted him. The, the Chargers are still available. They don't want to sign him. They got a black head coach and a black quarterback already. They don't want to sign him. The Patriots are going to go with Jared Stidham instead of Cam Newton. I'm not saying Cam Newton wasn't great. I'm saying he's not great anymore. And I'm saying Cam Newton, at this point in time, can no longer play the position the way he played it when he was an MVP candidate. So at this point in time, he's not as good as
1: Taysom Hill.
0: He's just not. Jeremy Taysom Hill. I'm not even sure Taysom Hill is as good as. Uh, I mean, literally RG three. Taysom like, Hill
1: even started a, a game. No,
0: he's got like nope. twenty right. career. He's gonna be starter next year. by that time. For Jeremy, that. he's got how many? He, does he have more than twenty pass attempts in his career? Like in real game? Probably games? not. Probably not. So like, but like, at the end of the what day, what are you talking about? But Jared, but here's
2: the thing: if, if Taysom Hill wasn't on a on a uh, tender, would he have a starting job? Yes. There's a reason why no way wants Cam.
0: They were saying
2: they put a first round tender on him because they they were saying that Bill Belichick wouldn't decide to play quarterback.
0: I don't, I don't think so. I don't. I don't see it. I, I really don't. I think everybody's hype on, i There was there there was a an NFL guy who had the audacity to say a couple days ago that Lamar Jackson was a poor man's Taysom Hill. Why is everybody so high on Taysom freaking Hill? Taysom Hill Taysom, is not because Taysom Hill's
2: a. Taysom Hill is like one of the best athletes in football.
0: Taysom Hill ran a faster 40. I, I've been watching Taysom Hill since he was at BYU, and he was the candidate he, for the he, Heisman every year, and every year Put it in the perspective, though. But he, he has a faster 40, a
2: faster shuttle time, a higher vertical, more bench press, and more squat than Christian
0: McCaffrey. <laughs> Here's the thing, Like you're though, talking about a super athlete. Can he throw the ball, well, that, That's yet to
2: be seen. But, but my point is exactly.
0: But we're trying to give starting jobs to guys who's <laughs> yet to be seen if they can throw. Like this, this is what I mean. Saints this, logic. This is exactly what I mean.
2: Oh. Well, I guess we'll see. Jerry, your point about Donovan McNabb, by the way, Donovan McNabb got traded in division to the division rival Redskins. He was absolutely terrible. Then he got sent to Minnesota, where he started six games and averaged 170 yards passing per game, and had. A terrible quarterback rating, and before he got benched, I remember now it was washed. Nobody trades a good quarterback.
0: First he's going to t- he's going to two separate situations with new new philosophies, new coaches. The the Washington job he started, I want to say seven games. He started six for the Vikings. Fourteen. That's, he started how many?
2: He started thirteen for Washington.
0: Thirteen before they put Beck in. And and mm-hmm. e- either way, I still think you're looking at it and saying, how bad was Carson Palmer for how long before? Carson Palmer got the boot.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'll give you that. But I'm not I'm not trying to argue against that. But when you look at Donovan McNabb's his last two seasons, he had eighteen touchdowns and seventeen interceptions. So in nineteen
1: games. So don't compare Donovan McNabb and Cam Newton. But uh let's start with you, Jeremy. Keep talking. Uh let's let's just switch and talk about DeAndre Hopkins. Um he was let go, well not let go, he was traded from uh the Houston Texas um the, the Texans rather, excuse me. Um, apparently some things were went on between him and Bill O'Brien, some things were said and he all of a sudden just dipped on him. So a uh, lot of came of that. I see, uh, uh, Deshaun, you know, kind of, uh, seem like he doesn't want to be in Houston anymore. So let's talk about this debacle. And what do you think? Uh, what do you think about the standpoints from the standpoint from Deandre Hopkins? And, uh, what do you think about Bill O'Brien and the rumor about what he said?
2: I think this has been utterly ridiculous, the backlash that Bill O'Brien has taken. Because anybody who has kids knows what happens whenever you let them play with your phone. They will order stuff on Amazon. I saw Kendrick Perkins' kids racked up $14,000 worth of Fortnite bills. This was obviously somebody had Bill O'Brien's phone. They made the trade when he wasn't paying attention. And then he looked back and was like, man, what would you guys do? And the paperwork was already in. There's no way that an actual adult made this trade. <laughs> because this... I mean, to go after David Johnson, who literally, you could have traded a 2029 20, 10th round pick, which does not exist, to get David Johnson by himself. But they traded that, took the contract, and gave up DeAndre Hopkins for a second rounder. Like, there was only two, three teams in the league that don't have a first round pick. And then after that trade, there was still only two, three teams that didn't have a first. Like, I mean it blows my mind. I think the the Cardinals absolutely fleeced the Texans. Um there's there's been trades in the past where I thought, "Okay, man, this is a terrible trade, but it looks better on the back end." I don't see any way that possibly happens. Um one that comes to mind, Paul George for um Oladipo and um and Sabonis looked like a terrible trade. Um uh, a lot of people thought Westbrook for Chris Paul was a terrible trade, but I thought Chris Paul was maybe way more valuable, and he looks way better. But, um, yeah, this is one of the worst trades of all time. I was trying to think of a worst trade that I've ever seen. The only one I could think about that was in that same ballpark was um, was the John Elway trade to the Colts for what was it, Chris Hinton. Um, and that one was even – less outrageous because Chris Hinton, he he up making what, five all pro teams, seven seven pro bowls. Um even though he's trading for John Elway, uh you know, that makes more sense. David Johnson had one good season. And um I feel bad for Deshaun. I feel bad for Jarrett who's going to have to sell all of his Texans gear um and join a new team in about 2 years. Um but you know, it kind of is what it is at this point. So,
0: let me let me start this pass. Um, as I, I planned on doing for a while. Okay, so let's walk through what's happened since Deshaun got to the Texans. Because here's what I want to point out, and I want to be 100% honest about this. Everybody that tells me, oh, you know, Deshaun went to a, a good franchise. He went to the Texans. I mean, they were winning, they were winning divisions before Deshaun got there. I want to back up through what's happened since Deshaun got drafted. He got drafted. He got drafted. In uh, 2017, in April, that offseason, that after that, they had a quarterback in AJ Bouye, who was 25, 26, was a Pro Bowler. They let him go to a division rival in the Jaguars in free agency for a compensatory pick, when they clearly needed secondary help. So they let him leave. They get so then the owner at the time, uh, Robert McNair has the um, the whole scandal about um, you know making. Oh, you know, the, the inmates running the asylum after the Kaepernick thing. So players start to protest. So he's mad at Dwayne Brown, who made a comment about it. So he trades Dwayne Brown, the Pro Bowl left tackle. So then they trade him to the, to the Seahawks for a second round pick, a late second rounder. So now Deshaun has a poor offensive line. You know why? Because you traded away his pro left tackle, pro bowl left tackle, and they have a bad secondary because you traded away the pro or you let the Pro Bowl cornerback lead. Then, you have a bad pass rush. It was pretty good, but it's starting to get worse. You let Jadavian Clowney, you trade him away for a third-round pick that in the sense, even if you didn't trade him away, you could have had him on the roster this year, and if he left in free agency, you would have gotten a compensatory third-round pick just for him leaving. So you trade him for a third-rounder and two backups. One of the backups already left in free agency this year in Barkeve Mingo. Then to top it off, you trade a top two or three receiver in the league for a backup running back with getting $11 million a year just because you, you don't want to pay you him, say, him. You, you say
2: three, $350,000 and it gets the cap to <laughs> and,
0: and, and the the audacious situation is when everybody tells me, like, oh, no, no, look at the, the Texans. The Texans have a pretty good run. No, they don't. If you took Deshaun Watson off of the Texans, the Texans would be the worst team in the NFL. Not saying if you replaced him with Russell Wilson, because Russell Wilson could probably take them to the playoffs like Deshaun has. If you replaced them with Mahomes, Mahomes could carry them to the playoffs. Without any of those, maybe Aaron Rodgers, because he's still mobile enough to be able to move somewhat in the pocket, but I don't think he can handle the punishment, and the way of getting hit because of their offensive line. There's not another quarterback, I think, outside of those three who could carry the Texans to the playoffs. And the reason is, their offensive line – oh, no, No, I forgot, I forgot. one, one more, more transaction I forgot to mention. You trade for Laramie Tunsil, who I was I was a fan of making a trade to get an offensive tackle. But if you're going to trade for Laramie Tunsil, trade Jadeveon Clowney and somebody else in that trade. Or trade DeAndre Hopkins if that's what you're going to do because you trade DeAndre and you don't even get a first-round pick back. So the reality is you could have traded DeAndre Hopkins to the, the, the Dolphins and gotten Laramie Tunsil straight up, I guarantee you what, you trade for Laramie Tunsil, you give up two first-round picks, and the dumbest part is you don't sign him to a long-term extension before you make the trade. And he's got one year left before his fifth-year option. So now you're in a situation where Laramie Tunsil is holding you by the balls, and he's going to get over $20 million a year as a pro bowl left tackle, but not an all-pro left tackle, someone who led the NFL in false starts, Somebody who led the NFL in pre snap penalties, he's going to get you at least $20 million uh, per year based on what the market's going to bear because he's got you, because you're giving two first round picks for him. So, on top of that, you look at Deshaun. Deshaun has one of the worst secondaries in the league. They had uh, a bottom 10 pass defense in the league, they had a bottom 10 rushing defense in the league, they had a bottom 10 offensive line from advanced statistics as well as sacks. And then you had DeAndre Hopkins, who was a great receiver and the rest of the receivers who are really good but injury-prone. You had Kiki who missed multiple games. You had Will Fuller, who's missed multiple games every year. You had uh, Kenny Stills, who missed a couple games. So now you're relying on, hopefully, Will Fuller to stay healthy for a season, and you picked up Randall Cobb, who you decided to give $27 million to because you didn't want to give money to DeAndre Hopkins. Look, guys, at the end of the day, The Athletic had an article this week that said Bill O'Brien and his 11 months as general manager could have proven to already be the worst general manager in the history of the NFL. And I'm not going to argue with that statement. Mm, wow. I don't
2: know about that, Jared. I saw magic Johnson.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, fellas. I think that might be Jarrett. all for uh, all we got today. Um, as always want to thank uh, everybody who listened to us. Uh, we want to just, once again, uh just uh we have all you guys in our thoughts and prayers and we just hope everybody's families are good everybody's being safe staying in the house uh you know take advantage of the the online djs have fun with your family um obviously you guys can probably hear my daughters down there but um i think this is a good time it's, it's a good and bad time and i think it's a uh, i think for business obviously bad but just a world standpoint and the environment i think it was good for the the world kind of hit reset. You know, you start to see you starting to see less pollution, more animals, you know, just it's it's a good to everything. So I don't know if this is, this is a bad thing. if We were able to do this once a year for two weeks. Everybody just sit down and get back to what's 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 most important. That's family. And uh, so, you know, we're all going to get through this. And we just want to make sure that you guys are are covered and hope everybody's uh, doing doing well. So that's my spill, guys. You guys got anything uh, for the listeners out there?
0: Um, I, I echo that. I mean, I think the reality of the situation is even if you look back to like biblical times, they had like the, the way it worked in the time was you worked for six years and the seventh year you had off. And that they, at that time they were, um, obviously most of their businesses were, it was farming crops, all that kind of thing. Um, but the way they looked at it was, you know, they needed to give the earth some rest in between. And I think that's essentially where we're at to an extent where the, the earth is finally getting some, some kind of, rest when it comes to it um and you throw in also it's 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 great to be able to spend some time with the 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 kiddos the family Uh, i I hear people on facebook all the time that that you know yeah i got all these kids and blah, blah, blah 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 guys enjoy the time take take time out to to spend time with the kids to enjoy it because um i mean when it's else it, when of
1: else of are we gonna have this time i mean obviously we have the time with the family while we're you know between living or you're traveling or whatever it might be in the afternoons but like when else are you gonna be able to spend you know every day with your kids and you know your significant others or whoever your family might be your grandfather grandmother whoever it might be just don't take it for granted so um there's a yeah. so, super lining to, to everything and jeremy you got anything before we get up out of here
2: yeah um definitely take advantage of this time um Find a way to get better. You spend time with your families, but, you know, learn something. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do. Listen to some podcasts. I mean, get better at whatever it is you want to do. If you want to be more healthy, you know, you got plenty of opportunity to, to prep food and to work out at home or to learn more about whatever the you want to do. Like you've got a lot of time this next couple weeks, these next few weeks. Uh, to get to get better, because a lot of times people say, "Oh, I don't have time to do that stuff." Well, you just gained a bunch of time. So if you don't do it now, then it probably never was the time. It's probably you just didn't want to do it. So uh, overall, get better. Um, stay inside. Let's end this as quickly as possible. And who knows? Yes, maybe please. in September we can go down to maybe we can go to Myrtle Beach and the water will be blue. Who knows? You know, never Man,
1: know. I cannot. Oh, Myrtle Beach, the water blue. I think we will have to be <laughs> on social distancing for at least a year. <laughs> At least, at least a.
2: Oh God.
1: You at least have to watch a, out yeah, At least a decade. All the dirty things <laughs> in Myrtle Beach, Been in those. I, I think there's a better those chance those of
0: Carol Baskin's too. husband coming out alive <laughs>
1: than that. <laughs> the great thing that's come out of this, too, guys, is obviously uh, Tiger King. So if you haven't seen that, please check it out. Yeah. It's not a Netflix plug, but uh, as always, guys, make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram, uh, Amiro's underscore podcast, and we will see you guys in a few weeks. We're out.
0: Carol Baskin did it. Car- Carol Baskin. <laughs>